Don't you appreciate this band, this praise team? Adam and Olivia Aziz. Boy, didn't we have an incredible Christmas jingle jam? Dozens and dozens. We prayed the sinner's prayer both those Saturday and Sunday night. A lot of people gave their heart to the Lord or rededicated. We ended the year with several hundred people giving their heart to the Lord. Thank God. Thank God for all the outreach ministry, all those that were ministered to both here domestically and abroad. And I don't, I apologize, I don't have the pictures. Maybe I can show you next Sunday. But pictures, I do have them, but I don't have them on the screen. I've got about, I don't know, probably 150 pictures of three families that have been in slavery in Pakistan that have been redeemed. Hallelujah. They have been set free. They have sent word to us to thank God and to thank us, to thank you for sowing into their lives and buying them out of slavery. They've been redeemed. Amen. So I'll try to have those photos ready for you next Sunday, but I just wanted to get word to you that when uh, Pastor John Javed was with us a few weeks back and we shared those families, the pictures of those families in slavery, they're free. They're free, they're free, they're free. They will uh, always remember 2023, the year they got set free. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's go to work. The question's up there for you. What is your decision? What have you decided? Because some folks, they have a hard time making up their mind. They're wishy-washy. Up one day, down the next. Happy one day, depressed the next. Going to be a Christian one day, the next day you wonder what happened to them. And, and you know, they want you to ask you, what's wrong with you? So they can say, woe is me. I have all these problems. Brother and sister, woe. Let me tell you, everybody's got problems. The Bible says all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Job said, man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. So you're going to have trouble. You're going to have problems. There are going to be some struggles, some difficulties, some challenges. There will be some storms in your life, but I have good news. Storms don't last forever. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, storms don't last forever. But you got to make up your mind once and for all. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we made up our mind. As for me and my house, we're not going back. We're going forward. 
As for me and my house, we are overcomers through the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Doesn't mean there won't be setbacks. Doesn't mean there won't be disappointments. It doesn't mean there won't be challenges. Spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, relational. All that stuff happens. But you've got to make up your mind who you are and what you're going to do regardless of what happens. What is your decision? Have you decided? Let me make it plain for you. Make up your mind. Stop playing church. Stop going through the motions. Stop pretending. The Bible says, straight is the way, narrow is the gate that leads to destruction. Come on, somebody. Straight is the way, narrow is the gate. Few there be that find it, that make it to heaven. Have you decided? What is your decision? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says it like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is not a new scripture. This is not new to you. You've read it. You've known it. If anyone is in Christ, in other words, if you make up your mind, then everything is new. Everything changes unless you go back. All things have passed away. When you get in Christ, when you become a part of his, when you are adopted in, when you become a joint heir with Jesus, when you repent of your sins and you make that decision, all things pass away and all things have become brand new. But then the devil's going to show up. He wants to tussle with you. But if you'll just stay the course, you will win. So we're closing out 2023. And we're stepping into a brand new year, 2024. Pastor Rita said it earlier. Today is one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, 12th month. One, two, three. One, 31st day, three, one, the 23rd year, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. That's today. Somebody say today. But we're closing it out. In just a few minutes, it'll be over. The year is over. We've come to the end. We've come to the last day. We've come to the last hours. We've come to the last moments. Romans 6, 4 says, for we died... And we're buried with Christ by baptism. Anybody ever been baptized in water? That was part of your decision. That was part of the public confession. We are surrendering to the baptizer, surrendering to the Lord, baptized in water, symbolic of his death and burial, but we come up out of the water, symbolic of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And going on, it says, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new 
lives. So a fresh start is possible today. Let's end this year strong. Let's start the new year strong. So what is your decision? Have you decided? Now is the time to make up your mind. Now is the time for you to make a decision. Now is the time for you to get off the fence. Stop being wishy-washy. A lot of people start New Year's resolutions on the first day of the new year. I hope you've already decided. I hope you've already made up your mind. I love the scripture in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. I want us just to walk through it a little bit. These are good verses to end the year and step into the new year. In Mark 4, verse 35, it says, On the same day, somebody say same day. When the evening had come, Jesus said to them, now here's the message, here's the word, here's the declaration, here's the prophetic unction. Let us cross over to the other side. When Jesus said that, what do you think he meant? Do you think he meant that they were going to leave where they were and have so many hindrances and so many obstacles and so many distractions and so many struggles that they would never get to the other side? Do you think he was only talking about the journey and he didn't have any intention to fulfill the destination, to reach the destination? Do you think that was his plan? Do you think when he said, let us cross over to the other side, that he knew there would be some obstacles? Do you think he knew there would be some challenges? Do you think he knew there would be some distractions? See, when you go to this, pe this particular passage of Scripture, he had been ministering on the side of the mountain, on the side of the sea. I've been to the Sea of Galilee, and it's not really a sea at all. It's a huge lake. You can see from one side to the other, from one end to the other. And there are mountains on the sides of that lake, and there's really no vegetation there. And at any time, the wind can blow down those ridges, down those mountains, and turn that sea of Galilee into a churning, boiling, raging body of water. When he said, let's pass over, things were calm. And most of us, you know, we're pretty good to go when things are calm. When everything is smooth sailing, we're good. We like smooth sailing. We like to avoid conflict. We like to avoid problems. We like to avoid, uh, avoid financial challenges or relationship challenges or emotional challenges. We like to avoid those things, don't we? But when he said, let us cross over to the other side, he meant leave from one place and arrive at the other place, regardless of the things that were in between. He knew what was in between because he's God. He knew what they were going to encounter, but he still said, let us pass over to the other side. So he's already said that in this book about you. He's already said, I want you to come and spend eternity with me in heaven. I've already told you, I've read the last page and we win. So we already know that we win. We already know everything's going to be all right. 
But we also know that all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We also know that man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. We also know that storms will come in life. Challenges will come. Disappointments will come. Health issues will come. Emotional challenges, financial challenges, relation. We all know, also know those things will come. But when you make the decision to follow him, then you just deal with the problems as they come and you keep going. You don't stop. You don't give up. Has anybody ever run out of gas? Wave at me. If you ever ran out of gas in a car, did you throw the car away? Did you quit driving? Did you give up driving? Did you give up transportation in a vehicle because one time you ran out of gas? Or did you put some gas in it and keep going? You fixed the problem. You dealt with the problem. Anybody ever had a flat tire? Did you just leave the car on the side of the road and go buy another car? Or did you change the tire? You dealt with the problem. You put a plug in it. You changed the tire. You, you, you filled it up with air. You fixed it. What, you, you dealt with the, the situation and you kept going. You didn't quit just because you had a delay. Delays will come in 2024. Delays will come in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Delays are going to happen. Challenges are going to happen. Let us pass over. Let us cross over to the other side. Today, it's time to make a decision. Today, who you're going to be, what you're going to do, who you're going to follow, who you're going to serve. If you've not already made that decision, now is the time. If you've made it and you've been on the fence and you've not been following him closely, and you stop reading your Bible, and you've stopped praying, and you've stopped coming to church, and you've not been everything that you ought to be, today is the day to make the decision. Today is the day to make up your mind. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And when you make up your mind, when you make the decision, you will have to leave the crowd. It's good to leave the crowd. The crowd doesn't always go in the right direction. They may all be together on their bad decisions, but sometimes you need to leave the crowd because sometimes the crowd will lie and then they'll cover it up. And sometimes the crowd will cheat. And sometimes the crowd will do the wrong thing. Sometimes the crowd goes to the wrong place. Sometimes the crowd does the wrong thing and they goes to the wrong place. And they will affect good people. So sometimes you have to leave the crowd behind. Verse 36 says, now when they left the multitude, Jesus had been ministering to the multitude, to hundreds, probably thousands that were on the side of that mountain that day. But he said, we're going to do something. We're going to go to the other side. And they left the multitude behind. When you make up your mind to follow him, you stop following the crowd. You stop allowing peer pressure to get to you. What is peer pressure? 
Pastor Rita said it's demonic influence. Peer pressure tries to get you to dress a certain way, to act a certain way, to do certain things, whether it's right or wrong, to live a certain way, to live in a certain place, to treat others a certain way. You ever been in the crowd and somebody started bullying somebody else and you just went along because the bell cow was bullying? You know what a bell cow is, don't you? They used to put a bell around the lead cow, the most dominant cow, so they could find them before they had fences. And they would follow, they would follow the sound of that bell and that would lead them to the bell cow, which in turn gave them the whole herd. Well, in life, did you know they're bell cows? Pecking order, they're bell cows in churches. There's bell cows on your job. They're bell cows in the family. I wish I had a bell right now. I would ring that bell. Sometimes you have to leave the bell cow. You have to leave the multitude. You have to leave the crowd and make a decision. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And if I could speak to the priest of the home for just a moment. I wonder, are there any priests of the house? If I could speak to the priest of the house, you ought to be the first one up. You ought to be the first one praying. You ought to be the first one fasting. You ought to be the one that leads the way to come to God's house. You ought to be the one that's the most spiritual in your house. Priest of your house. Oh, it's quiet now. Sometimes the priest of the house needs to make the decision. We're going to leave the crowd behind. Now, I know what you think. You think, well, if I leave the crowd, then, then that leaves me all by myself. But I have good news. You are not alone on your journey. You can leave the crowd, but you're still not going to be alone because they took Jesus along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. So when they left the multitude and they got in the boat, to pass over to the other side. They left the crowd. They left the influence of the crowd. They left the negative influence of the crowd. They left the peer pressure of the crowd. They left the sin behind, the past behind. They left all of that, and they started on the journey, but they were not by themselves. Jesus was there. He will always be with you on your journey. Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Christ will never leave or forsake you. So if you think you're by yourself, he's always with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. You are not by yourself. You are not alone. They took him along in the boat. And they took him as he was. See, we want Jesus to be just like, we, we want our own, we want to mold our Jesus. Oh, I wish I had time to preach. We want our Jesus to have a certain color skin. We want our Jesus to be a certain gender. We want to mold our Jesus to fit our worldview. 
Let me tell you, Jesus is who he is. And he said, I am the Lord and I change not. He's not going to change for you. And I understand that this church may not be for everybody, but we ain't going to change for you. I love you. I believe that you can grow here like you've probably not grown in a long time, but we're going to push you. And we'll pull you some if we need to pull you along, but we're going to push you and pull you and help you get to the next level and help you become the man or woman of God that he's intended for you to be when he said, I know the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of a future and a hope. I've got a destiny. I've got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for your life. We want to help push you there. We want you to walk in your devil-conquering destiny. We want you to be an overcomer. We want you to be the priest of your home. We want you to be the disciple of Jesus Christ. We want you to be a warrior, a soldier, and part of the remnant body of Christ. So we will push you. And we will tell you, you have to leave the crowd. You have to leave the things that the crowd does. And everybody says it's all right because everybody's doing it. No, no, no. It's not all right. Sin is sin, and sin will separate you from God. So you're not alone. He's with you. And not only is he with you, but there's going to be some other folk in some other boats. There's going to be some other warriors. There's going to be some other soldiers. There's going to be some other disciples. There's going to be some other remnant people that are going to be along with you on the journey. We are in this thing together. We are better together. We need each other. Your Bible says two are better than one, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. So it is the truth, but you're not alone on your journey. Now here comes the good news that all of you like. You will encounter storms. It's going to happen. Storms are going to come, but I always say storms don't last forever. Mark 4, 37. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up with water. That's what was happening. A great windstorm. Now, when storms come, we don't like storms. We like sunny skies. Yesterday, it was cloudy. It was overcast. And around 2.33 o'clock, the sun started peeking through, started burning off the layer of cloud cover. And my wife said, oh, the sun is coming out. We like for the sun to shine. We like for the sun to burn through the cloud cover. We like for it to be bright. We like light. The Bible says men love darkness because their deeds are evil. So we like the sunshine. But you're going to encounter some storms. And when the storms come, usually storms come with cloud cover to hide the sun. Sometimes they are thicker than they are at other times. Sometimes the cloud cover is very low. And it may be two or 3,000 feet thick or 5,000 feet thick. Sometimes thunderstorms come and they go up to 30, 40, 50,000 feet in the atmosphere. That's why it's not safe to fly through a thunderstorm. You want to go around it if you're in a big airplane. You really want to go around it if you're in a small airplane. 
You don't want to encounter level, level four and level five thunderstorms because they will hurt you. And storms come in life. And when the storms come in life, it always comes with a cloud cover to bring darkness, to shadow the sun, to keep the sun from shining through. And when it happens, we are emotional creatures, and some people respond with emotion when it's cloudy, and they start feeling depressed and dreary, and they slow down, and they lose focus on their goal. They lose focus on going from this side to the other side because of the cloud cover. And then when the clouds come, there's also going to be wind. And the wind tries to blow you in another direction. The wind tries to blow you off course. The wind tries to keep you from seeing your target and staying on focus where you need to go. And when the storms come, not only does it bring cloud cover and winds blow, there's going to be some thunder. The thunder booms and the enemy uses it trying to cause fear in your life because the enemy will use storms to cause you to be afraid. And if he can use loud thunder and he can use loud noise and loud distractions and loud criticism from your family and the people that you work with, if he can use loud criticism and loud destruction and loud noises to get you off course, he will cause you to be afraid if he can. And when the lightning begins to flash, he wants to set you on fire, not on fire to serve God but on fire in fear that you're going to burn up, that you're going to be consumed, that your life is going to come to an end. The enemy uses storms and fear very successfully. And then when the rain comes, at first it's not a big deal. But sometimes when rain begins to fall so much, it will rain so heavy that you can't see You've heard the term blinding rain. You can't drive in it. You can't walk in it because the rain is so hard and the wind is blowing and the thunder is so loud and the lightning is flashing. It will do everything. The enemy will do everything he can to stop you from going forward and to keep you from passing to the other side or crossing to the other. He wants you to stop dead in your tracks and be paralyzed in fear and panic and frustration. He wants your emotions to overtake you so that you cannot see the light of day and you never pass to the other side. Let me translate. He wants you to give up. I'll prove it to you. How many of you have ever thought about giving up? Oh, come on, be honest. Hold them up and look around. You've ever thought about giving up? on any one project, or on life itself. We've all thought about giving up. We've all wanted, stop the world and let me get off. But for warriors, that's not an option. You might have to retreat to advance. So retreat for a moment if you have to. Gather your thoughts if you have to. Take a moment and look at the storm just to know that storms don't last forever. Don't look at the storm in paralysis and think, I'm, I'm stuck here. It's going to end here. This is the end of me. No, no, no. Storms are temporary. Often temporary delays to detour you on your way to your destiny. But temporary Nonetheless,
And the Bible says a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up. Some of the men on board were experienced sailors, but they were afraid. The Bible says so in these scriptures. So I need to tell you, as you step into 2024, as you cross from 23 to 24, and we traverse through the months, January through December of the year 2024, there will be some storms. I told you on the last day of 23, there will be some storms. But I have good news. Even though there may be a cloud cover, the sun is still shining. And as the sun begins to shine, it will begin to peek through. It will begin to burn off the cloud cover until at some point the clouds are gone and there's not a cloud in the sky. And all you can see is clear sky, blue sky, and you can see the sun 93 million miles away. That's what the sun will do for you. You will encounter storms, but he's got a word for you in your storm. The Bible says that Jesus was in the stern of the ship asleep on a pillar. Could I tell you the master of the storm can sleep through the storm? See, you get all worried when a storm comes. You're afraid it's going to shake the house and shake the foundation. No, no, no. When he is the peacekeeper and the peace speaker, he will speak to the storm. He can sleep through the storm. He was asleep on a pillow. And the worried disciples and the worried sailors and those that were distracted by the storm and those that had already forgotten that he said, let us pass over from this side to the other side. We're going over. Those that had already forgotten that went to him and woke him up and said, Jesus, teacher, master, don't you care that we are dying out here in the storm? The boat is sinking. Water is filling the boat. We're going to die. We are perishing. So he got up from his nap. He arose and he rebuked the wind. And he talked to the sea. He talked to the storm. Oh, you missed that. See, you're, you're too spiritual to talk to your financial situation. You're too spiritual to talk to your sick body. You're too sick to talk to the storm that you're dealing with right now on this last day of 2023. You're too spiritual. You're afraid of what somebody might say if they were to hear you talking to your storm or talking to your situation. But Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, spoke to the sea. He spoke to the storm. And he said, Peace, be still. And the Bible says, the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Can you imagine that it took a month for that to happen? Do you think it took a week for that to happen? Do you think it took 
24 hours after he spoke for that to happen? Do you think they still rode out the storm for another 24 hours? Do you think it took six hours? Do you think it took an hour? Immediately, the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. 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 Just like that. He has a word for your storm. Somebody's in a storm right now. Could I be his messenger and just, just talk to your storm right now and just say, peace. Peace. Peace in Jesus' name. Be still. Storm, lay down. Wind, lay down. Water, lay down. Peace in Jesus' name. Bad report, sickness, lay down. Financial challenges, peace, lay down. Relationship problems, peace, 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 lay down. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. I need to tell somebody, he's got a word for you right now, right now. I don't know what your storm is. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know how thick the cloud cover is. I don't know how dark it might be. I don't know how much the wind is blowing and how much it's raining. Maybe it's, maybe it's a blinding rain, and right now you can't see anything. You couldn't move. You couldn't drive. You couldn't walk because you are blinded by the rain, and you've been saturated by the water. But could I tell you, the natural rain always precedes the spiritual rain. And if it's raining, you ought to shout because God God provides the rain, and even though there's a crowd that's tried to hijack the rainbow, he put a rainbow in the sky that said, I will never destroy the world with a flood again, and I need to tell you, he's God in the storm. He's God on the mountain. He's God in the valley. He's God, he's God, he's God. He's always going to be God. He's God on the last day of 2023 and he's God on the first day of 2024 and he's God that will see you through. He said, let us cross over to the other side. And there was a great calm. A great calm. Somebody needs to grab that word for yourself right now. There's a great calm. There's peace. The winds are going to die down. The weight, the waves, the, the rain is going to stop. The sun is going to shine through and burn through the cloud cover. There's a great calm. So, because of that, because his word is true, because he said, let us cross over from this side to the other side. We're going over. We will arrive on the other side. Don't negotiate with fear and have a lack of faith. Jesus said to the disciples, now watch this. He said to the disciples, the one that had heard him preach and teach, the one that saw him raise the dead, the one that saw him open blinded eyes, the ones that saw him curse the fig tree and it died, the ones that had been with him. They woke him up in the storm and said, don't you even care that we are perishing? He rebuked the wind. He said to the sea, peace be still, and there was a great calm. And then he turned to the disciples to teach them. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Why are you so fearful? 
I want to say to you right now, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going through, why are you afraid? Have you not read this book? Do you not know what it says? Do you not know who he is? Do you not know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And he's promised that he's coming back. Don't you know? So why are you afraid? Why are you afraid of the storm? Why are you afraid of the wind and the thunder and the lightning and the rain? Why are you afraid? Why are you allowing a storm? Even if it's a, a wind storm, even if it's a sand storm, even if it's a snowstorm. I don't care what kind of storm it is or how long it's been raging, it's temporary. Why are you so fearful? What happened to your faith? Where is your faith? How is it that you seemingly have no faith? And after he said that, the Bible says, and they feared exceedingly. They're still afraid. So I, I return to my first question. What is your decision? Are you going to trust him? Are you going to believe him? Are you going to stand on his word? Are you going to quit ignoring the circumstances and know that this word is true and that he is who he says he is and he's done everything that he said he would do and he is coming back for a blood-bought church and we are going to live with him forever and ever and ever? What is your decision? When will you make up your mind? They feared exceedingly. But here's what you need to do. Expect supernatural intervention. Whatever you're dealing with, expect supernatural intervention because supernatural intervention is your promise. He has promised, I will be there. He has promised to never leave nor forsake us. He has promised to see us through. He has promised that he would not put more on us than we could bear without making a way of escape that we might be able to bear it. So he knows your load limit. There may be things that happen. You may go through the storm. It may be heavy on your shoulders, but he has promised supernatural intervention for you. Amen, amen, and amen. So the disciples, after they saw him calm the sea and he spoke to them, here's what they said. Who can this be? Who is this man? Who is this man that even the winds and the sea obey him? I'll tell you who he is. He is the son of the living God. I will tell you who he is. He is the creator of the universe. I will tell you who he is. He is the mountain mover. He is the water walker. He is the giant killer. He is the great I am. He is the one which was and is and is to come. He is God. So we just need to live our life expecting supernatural intervention no matter what happens when you get a delay so what you know the way maker when you have a delay so what you know the one that moves the mountains when the giant stands up in front of you and laughs at you and mocks at you and says I'm gonna kill you so what take your sling and throw it at him and knock him down so what? 
the enemy has already, according to the Bible, dis been dis. He, the Lord has taken all the weapons out of his hand. He's been disabled. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he has disarmed principalities and powers. So all they have is the storm. All they have is intimidation. All the demons and the principalities, all they have is fear to intimidate you with. And he spoke to the, to the storm and said, peace, be still. So speak to your storm. Speak to your situation. Speak to your finances. Speak to your body. Speak to your situation and say, peace, be still. Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? God has given the command. We're at the end of the year. Let's cross over. Here's a question for you. When will you stop lapping the same mountain over and over and over again and again and again? I hope I hit somebody right there. When will you stop lapping the same mountain? When will you stop wrestling the same demons? When will you stop having the same arguments with the enemy? Can you let it go? If you decide today to believe, regardless, no matter what, the giant will fall. Just watch God. The giant will fall. The giants, plural, will fall. When you're facing the threshold giant, know that Jesus gave you a word and he said, let us cross over to the other side. So even though the giant is standing in your way, he cannot stop you. He can intimidate you. He can try to hinder you, but he cannot stop you if you just keep going forward. Because Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. And you leave the crowd behind, but you're not alone. The Lord is with you, and there will be other warriors in the ship with you. There will be other soldiers. There will be other remnant people that will join along and be a part of what you are doing. Do not, you are not alone. Do not be afraid. Keep going forward. Even though the giant is standing in your face and roaring at you, even though there's a cloud cover, the sun is shining, and it will burn off the cloud cover. And Jesus speaks peace to the storm, and the waves have to stop. Stop beating against your boat and the thunder has to stop and the lightning has to stop and there will be a great calm and you can see the target on the other side. What is your decision? What will you do? What will you decide? Make your decision. Make it now. The time is now. Today is the day of salvation. What will you do? How will you spend 2024? Are you going to be an up and down Christian? Wishy-washy? Are you going to lap the same mountain? Are you going to fight the same battles? Or will you go to another level this year? What will you do? What is your decision? Father, we need you. We always need you. 
If we've ever needed you, we need you now. We need your touch. We need your anointing. We thank you for faith in our life to trust you. We thank you for wisdom to make decisions beyond ourselves, beyond our years, beyond our experience. We thank you for supernatural wisdom. We thank you for supernatural expectation to expect a supernatural miracle. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what life brings, you promised not to put more on us than we could bear, but will with the temptation, you will make a way of escape. So we thank you, Lord, for escape routes. We thank you for clear paths. That as we trust in you with all of our heart, and we don't lean on our own understanding, we thank you that you will direct our steps. Direct our steps as we close this year. Lord, we've all made mistakes this year. We've all had challenges this year. We've all been discouraged from time to time this year, all of us. But I thank you, Lord, for tenacity to hold on. I thank you for perseverance in the midst of our persecution. I thank you for the hope in the midst of hopeless times. Thank you for joy in the midst of chaos. Thank you for a good year. We bless you, Lord, for 2023. We thank you for the good things that have happened. We thank you for the blessings that have come. We thank you, Lord, for healing, for deliverance. We thank you, Lord, for these three families that we were able to help redeem and set free in Pakistan just a few days ago. We thank you, Lord, for the, all the souls that have been saved this year through this ministry and other ministries around the world. We thank you, mighty God, for helping us be a part of church planning in Africa. We thank you for, my, for Mike and Pam Patton and what they're doing in Honduras and for allowing us to be a part of that, to feed people, to feed thousands and thousands of people this year. We thank you for that. We thank you for 100,000 plus students in the school system that get devotion every day at school because of Mike and Pam and what they put in place there. And you've allowed us to be a part of that and to partner with them. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for those that received mattresses to sleep on in the last two years, three years, because of this ministry of what Mike and Pam have done in Honduras. We, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach the gospel on the Internet that literally goes around the world on demand 24-7. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach on television, on five different networks, in over 200 nations around the world that we broadcast, and millions upon millions of people see these programs, and we pray for them and encourage them. We thank you, Lord, for the outreach we've been able to do in Chattanooga, in our backyard the homeless ministry and the other ministries that we've been able to do to help people, to help widows, to help single moms. We just thank you, Father, for all that you've allowed us to be a part of this year. 
We couldn't do any of it without you, Lord, but we thank you for the vision. We thank you for the purpose. And we thank you for enabling us and assisting us and empowering us. And we thank you for the anointing, oh God, to make a difference in so many lives. Domestically and internationally, we thank you. We thank you for touching us and our families, in our world, the places where we work and live, for helping us be a lighthouse, a beacon in a lost and dying world. We thank you, Father. We thank you for encouraging us and using us to make a difference. Even if it was only affecting one person, we thank you for the one. We thank you for the one. And as we cross the threshold and we pass to the other side, we know there will be challenges. We know there will be distractions and disappointments and storms. But we know that, that you are the peacemaker, the peace speaker. Use us. As we step into 2024, we declare and decree that it will be a great year. It'll be the greatest year yet. We thank you, Lord, for hundreds more, maybe thousands more getting saved in 2024 through this ministry. We thank you for the school of Roar, for Dr. Shirley, the anointing on her life, for bringing her here for such a time as this. We thank you for the anointing to reach students. We pray that you would give us hundreds and hundreds of students, not only locally and regionally, but internationally, around the country, around the world. Help us, God. Help us to reach people that want to be part of the remnant, people that want to go to the next level. Anoint all of our instructors to, to be sensitive to your spirit and to teach and to preach your word and your principles that are life-changing. Help us, oh God, to teach practical hands-on ministry to warriors, to soldiers. Father, we just bless you. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you, we adore you, we honor you, we thank you. There's nobody like you, Lord. Thank you for the atmosphere at Metro Tab, the atmosphere of deliverance, the atmosphere of healing, the atmosphere of breakthrough. We thank you for the anointing and the atmosphere that is here. We thank you for the atmosphere of expectancy, that people come expecting a miracle, expecting their breakthrough. We thank you for that, God. We honor you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.